From Leader in Me Studios, I'm Molly Garcia. This is The Empowering Teacher. Welcome, everyone. Every teacher has a bursting amount of energy at the start of the year, the anticipation of seeing students, implementing new and creative ideas, and joining forces with our colleagues. So how do we hold on to this excitement? How does the empowering teacher take what we've learned over the past year and use it to create systems to stay fueled and avoid those dips? the predictable ones we know are coming our way, and the ones we have no idea about. Today, we welcome Muriel Summers, an educational visionary and dream builder, to talk about how we can maintain that same excitement and stay renewed throughout the entire school year. Muriel, welcome back to the Empowering Teacher Podcast. Oh, Molly, thank you. I am so happy to be here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm thinking back to that very first episode of the Empowering Teacher. You were our guest, and you invited us to consider the power of a system for wellness. And it really opened our eyes into just that importance of taking care of ourselves in a systematic way. And it reminded us that if we want to stay renewed and persevere through those dips we're going to have in the school year, we've got to have a system, just like we would for assessment or parent pickup. And it really spoke to our listeners. And how do we know this? Well, it is the most downloaded episode and the numbers continue to climb. It's so indicative of just the need we have for a cadence on this topic. So Mira, Let's start with a question. I mean, we know these dips are coming. Why do you think this is such a hard lesson for us to learn? You know, I think the one thing that we need to be reminded of, going back to our seven habits, learning and training, is habit number seven, sharpen the saw and making sure that we are staying balanced in all of those four dimensions. Because as we explained to our children that it's almost like a truck. We need all four wheels to be up and equally balanced to be able to be balanced as well. And so that visual reminder that if one of those wheels are flat, one of those tires are flat, that we're not in balance. This is so important that we don't forget the importance of taking care of ourselves. And in many regards, I think we've been more focused on that during the pandemic. So when we go back to some sense of a new way, I don't want us to forget that we need to continue to stay focused on that. Because when we do, everything else seems to work so beautifully in our lives. Yeah. I love that visual that you're giving us, the analogy of the vehicle with one flat tire, right? Because even with one flat tire, we can keep on moving, but it's going to be very slow and very painful. And so when we're operating on on all four, we just operate in such a more effective way, right? Than if we're, we're operating with one flat tire and trying to make our way through our journey. Great analogy. I can see that right in my visual space here. And as we jump into this topic, Miro, we have to call out the obvious, just like you said. I mean, this year is different. We're different as a result of leading and teaching in a pandemic. So what does a system for wellness look like now versus maybe what it looked like prior to our pandemic experience? Yeah, I think a system of wellness for now really is focused on more intentionality regarding our wellness. I think we all realized that our health is really the greatest gift that we have in terms of being as effective as we can possibly be. 
So I do think we need to give ourselves grace and understanding as as we move from one platform, if you will, to another, that we, again, do not forget the importance of regularly exercising and renewing all of those four dimensions of our lives. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's not a nice to have, it's a must have. I would agree. Absolutely. And Mary, you use the word intentionality. What do you do to intentionally keep that fire burning inside? Just being with children and teachers face to face again made me realize that I will never, ever, ever take the value of being with people truly being with them in their presence for granted ever again. That's the only thing, honestly, that I truly needed to reignite my love and my passion for the work that I do. It's just hearing the laughter of children, hearing the laughter of teachers, dealing with some of the things that you can only deal with when you're face-to-face. There's a sense of excitement, I think. I'm working with some educators in Kentucky and just hearing their excitement for starting back to school again. And here in Warren County, they start back in a couple of weeks. And you know, just being with them and hearing that love and energy and excitement for being back with their children, I think it's really all that any of us need is to just be in their presence again. Yeah, be where our feet are planted with our people. And I hear purpose coming in, right? Coming back to your why at every moment that we have. There's going to be a lot of what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. But if we stay anchored in our why, why are we doing this? And I think that we all realized at a much deeper level just how important our why is to us when we had to do what was considered the seemingly impossible that we always stay true and focused on those precious children that we, I think, now feel more honored than ever to serve. Honored is really an impeccable way to describe what we get to do every single day as educators. What a great reminder. And and the purpose of our mission, right? Finding a practice to come back to our why every single day keeps us centered. You, you bring up something, Muriel, that really resonating right now. As I'm partnering with schools, there's this overwhelming energy, right? In the building, teachers and principals, they're excited about being with their students in person, right? After the last past 17 months, you know, to be able to be in the building and the energy is absolutely contagious. Here's my wonder as I go in. I want to fast forward to October or, you know, even March. And I'm a teacher in these seasons of, you know, the dip. And I might be feeling like I ran out of ideas to help that one student who needs me to be on my A game. So how does a teacher just really proactively work to avoid losing that spark and excitement? Because right now they are on fire. They're so excited for all the reasons you just described, you know, to be with our students and, and to hear their laughter and to hear your staff come together. It's, it's a beautiful opportunity, but how do they hold on to that? You know, I think we have to very proactively approach our year as educators. And there's research that absolutely shows that there are dips throughout the year. One of those dips is in October. 
and another dip is around February, March. So if we proactively know that some of our steam is going to be less in October, then we create systems, if you will, as principals and as teacher teams to be ready for that. And how do you get ready for that? You plan for it. You plan, say, hey, guys, we know that we might, because there's going to be report cards going home, parent conferences. I think we go back to the absolute beauty of the work of the habits and begin with the end in mind and start to plan right now for what we're going to do in October to keep that momentum going, to reconnect with our why, and that can be through professional development, that can be through morale boosters, more so in the months of October and February than any other time of the year. And, you know, I, I think that's what we do, but we never, ever forget just the importance of always giving our best, no matter what time of the year it is, to our children. But the reality is that there are dips in our year. And so having the accountability partners on your team to say, okay, we all know October's coming, but if I'm having a wear your weather kind of day, I need your friend to remind me, okay? And that you all plan that way. And I think when you're, you plan for the dips, you're very prepared to deal with them when they come. How did you all at AV Combs weather the dip? What are some tactical and practical things that you all really jumped into to be proactive? Well, certainly during the pandemic, when we weren't together, we were very intentional, if you will, of making sure we were together every single week face to face. And our teachers led our hallway huddles virtually which are a system we have in place that we do every single day. But during the pandemic, we did a school-wide hallway huddle every Friday that was led by a teacher rather than a school administrator. And the teachers picked the topics that they were most interested and passionate in to develop these five to 10-minute virtual presentations for us. You know, that was one of the most incredible things that we have done as a staff. And so again, coming together, celebrating one another, recognizing one another's talents, because, you know, for some of our new teachers, they had never met and still haven't met face to face with some of their colleagues. But we felt like with this weekly hallway huddle, we were able to do that. Our staff feels that they know one another very well, even though they haven't met one another yet. So again, being very deliberate about how you find ways to stay connected and to build up one another in the best of times, as well as some of the most challenging of times. It should be a system <laughs> that we have in our schools. Right. Yeah. I'm envisioning this hallway huddle. What a great way to start the day. I mean, it sets you up for success from the get-go. You're surrounded by your people. You're coming back to your why. You're digging into the habits. You're keeping that at the forefront of the work that's prepared for the day. And that's very intentional. You said it was a system. It's something that you all were intentionally putting in front of the path to get the day started. Yeah, we adopted this system from the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, where they do these huddles every morning. And I'm sure they do them virtually. When we learned about it, they were doing them face-to-face -face every day, and they reviewed their mission, their vision. It was a way to celebrate one another, 
it was a way to, as you said, to reconnect with their mission and their why. And we adopted that. And so it is, it's a great way to start your day and also to deliver information in a very concise and timely manner. We've been able to shave off a couple of staff meetings each month because of doing this on a daily basis. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's such a great takeaway. You know, Meryl, the other thing that's coming to mind, I remember you shared three powerful questions that you would ask your school. The first one was, what are you a leader in? The second one was, who makes the decisions in your school? And the third one, how do you know you're loved? I mean, that question hits home. And when we think about our students' needs, right, love is at the top of the list. And we see it when students don't feel loved. It shows up in so many ways. And that applies to us as teachers also. I mean, doesn't it? I mean, what impact could that question have if we asked every teacher, how do you know that you're loved? Well, you know, I thought about this question when um, we were talking earlier and so regret that that wasn't something that I asked. When we interview teachers, we ask them, you know, what's the distinct contribution you're going to bring to our school? We also ask them, what is your definition of a great principal? And I feel that those two questions tap dance around the three questions that we ask our children. But, you know, when teachers feel loved, when they feel heard, and when they feel they belong, wonderfulness happens. And for our teachers to feel that way, it only goes to say that they're going to spread that, if you will, to children in their class as well. You know, we want everyone in the school to, you know, we have this over our door. You are loved, you are heard, and you are seen. And that message, I hope, is one that the teachers take seriously too. But I think for everyone who is out there listening and who are in an administrative role, let's make it our goal this year to ask every teacher those same three questions. I can only imagine what a difference that could make. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm embracing those three questions and holding them tight. And uh, your wisdom behind that and bringing it to students, it's really shifted my paradigm of just really bringing those questions to teachers. And it's something as I go into coach, I'm going to make sure that I hang on to your words and that I deliver those to our schools for all the reasons you just shared right now. Such insight we gain from you, Muriel, every time we get a chance to connect. Thank you for that. We're going to go ahead and do a little bit of a pivot here. We're going to go into a variation of our rapid fire questions, and we're going to play a quick game of what would Muriel do? So we want you to go with your gut on these questions. Super short answers. Okay. All right. We're going to start with question one. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. Here we go. What would you do if you had to cover a class of kindergartners and you could only take one item with you to teach? (laughs) Okay. I would take my little bag of tricks and uh, in the bag would be the seven habits of highly effective kids and all of the little stuffed animals that go with it. I could teach all day based on those two things. Yes. (laughs) the possibilities. All right. Question number two. I love that. What would you do differently as a first year principal? I would make sure 
that I would not allow myself to get caught up in the thick of very thin things. The things that would prevent me from being in the classrooms, the things that would prevent me from being with the students and with the teachers more. Yeah, I love that. Great wisdom. All right. Our last question. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Oh, wow, Molly. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd run for political office. Uh, You would have my vote. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. As always, thank you for having some fun with us. Everyone, we'll be right back with some more greatness from Mural in just a moment. Are you seeking an incredible resource to set up your leadership classroom for the year? Build your first eight days of school with a leader in me online. I'm Kim Cummins, proud principal of Martin Pettijon Elementary in Rain, Louisiana. One of our favorite resources is the first eight days, a series of lesson plans designed by the teachers at A.B. Combs Elementary to be used over the first eight days of the school year. Eight daily lessons for grades K to five steeped in the habit of the day include hands-on activities that incorporate regular first week classroom culture building, establishment of classroom routines, building a class mission statement, and getting to know you fun. Search for the first eight days at leaderandme.com. Welcome to the Paradigm Pause. Today, let's connect around the paradigm of education, a mindset that centers us on the importance of taking care of the whole person, body, mind, heart, and spirit. When we take time to invest in all four of these dimensions, we can sustain the energy and balance that's needed to care for ourselves and those around us. Muriel reminds us that choosing to be intentional with our wellness system is a proactive approach to weathering the dips. We know they're coming, so let's choose to anchor ourselves in practices that help us stay renewed and excited throughout the entire year. When we intentionally focus on the whole person, we reignite our purpose and passion for the work we get to do. When we take a systematic approach to wellness, it becomes who we are, not just something we do. Welcome back, everyone. We always end our podcast episode with one doable action step or strategy that the empowered teacher can take right back to their classroom. So keeping our focus on weathering the dips that come with the school year, what's one thing, Muriel, our teachers can do today to stay renewed and maintain their energy and excitement? Well, you know, Molly, I think the one thing I would want teachers to be reminded of is just how incredible they are and just how much children depend on them and the impact they have on the lives of every child that will grace their doors in August or September. They have an incredible opportunity to shape our future by the daily work they do with their children. So my advice would be for them to say every single day before they get up and go to school every morning, you are incredible. You are wonderful. You make a difference because our teachers do. And that would be the advice that I would give them is to never ever forget how truly amazing they are and how much our children depend upon them and need them in their lives. Yes, they are the game changer. Mm -hmm. Yes, Muriel, as always, thank you for sharing your genius with us today. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners. Keep shining, you've got this.